What a great golf chat in the last few minutes. We're going to tennis chat now with, oh, look, he's potentially my favourite tennis correspondent, and he is live. He is in person at the Australian Open Tennis for the umpteenth time. First question I always like to ask you is, where are you and what can you see? Well, I'm actually in the radio room at the moment, so I'll walk out and actually be able to see some tennis more. Uh, it'll be a much better view. Uh, so, yeah, I am here, and uh, it's nice to know that I'm potentially your favourite tennis correspondent. I'd like to know who else is ahead of me, but that's okay. Yeah, well, I, I just said that in case I was going to offend anyone. So potentially is about <laughs> as strong as I can get, as strong as I can get. So just give us give us an update where we're at in the men's, the women's, and particularly the women's doubles as well. Well, we're at the uh, end of the fourth round in the singles uh, for both men and women today. Of course, we did have uh, people such as Novak Djokovic and Medvedev making it through, also Rublev as well. So we are getting through. And uh, quarterfinals, well, they'll be starting tomorrow. And we're getting into that second week syndrome. Of course, we've already been going for a week and a bit because we did start on the Saturday. Hmm. Uh, make that Sunday. No, hang on. I arrived here on the Saturday. We started on Sunday. See, this is the thing. You, you play a two-week tournament and make it three weeks, and everybody gets confused. But, uh, yeah, it is um, it is one of those days. And there's one of those cooler days in Melbourne as well, just a high of 20 degrees. Uh, we haven't even reached 30 on any of the weeks or any of the days so far. In fact, I can see jeans, which is very unusual for me at a tennis tournament. <laughs> jeans, gosh, it must be freezing because you are the king of shorts. Um, what's We've got an afternoon session uh, about to start. We've got a night session. Pick, yep. pick us a couple of marquee matchups um, for today. Well, what we've got today is um, a little bit of Nigli Agro potentially. Nice. Because we do have yeah, a little bit of Nigli Agro. Yeah, we've got uh, Victoria Azarenka, former winner here. She's up against a, um, a youngster, a uh, qualifier from Ukraine. Now, of course, Azarenka's from Belarus mm. and uh, Ukraine. So it's whether or not there'll be any handshakes at the end because the Ukrainians have decided they're not going to shake hands at the end of the match. They will acknowledge they've played a Russian or a Belarusian. And it just makes things kind of interesting. Uh, you know, people, the crowd then reacts to that, usually boos. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we do get that Nikoli Agro. Uh, Azarenka is like, why? Uh, she's quite feisty in what she says. She's quite a senior player. Mm. Uh, some of the others are sort of, Sabalenka tries to avoid discussing it completely. Uh, there's um, Costa. She is uh, one of the um, players who's also made it through from, uh, from feisty about it from her end and says, why are these players even here? <laughs> uh, it just happens to be that one of the um, champions, uh, Sabalenka, is from Belarus. So there's, there's a little bit of Nigli Agro out there. And I, I guess you know, it's an international sport. I mean, in the men's fourth round, there was 12 out of the 16 places you know, from different countries. So when you get so many different countries, you're bound to have nationalities that don't particularly like each other. And for very good reasons, of course. But it just makes it kind of interesting. I mean, you get a Serb and a Croat. I mean, you've got even Eastman, a Croat. And he's the coach of the Serbian Djokovic. Mm. Some, it's fine. But for others, obviously, with Ukraine and uh, Russia and Belarus, it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's very difficult. Because they do have uh, families that are affected. And uh, it's tough. So we're going to see that reaction. Uh, Azarenka is just going on court now against uh, Yastrzemska, uh, the uh, Ukrainian player. And uh, that should be interesting. Then we're going to have Medvedev against the Portuguese player Nuno Borges. And then uh, later on, it'll be uh, Carlos Alcaraz, who's um, done pretty well making it through to the fourth round so far and is in pretty good form so far. 
on the other courts, we've got Cam Norrie against Alexander Zedev. That'll be a good one as well. Uh, Zedev's not exactly looking great off the court at the moment. He has to appear in court. That's the legal court in Berlin in May uh, because of further allegations from uh, ex-girlfriends um, about um, abuse. Wow. Well, that's that's it's going to make his tennis bag a bit heavier. Well, yeah, he's already um, been investigated once. And this is a second time now where he actually apparently, I mean, I'm not sure of the legal system in Germany, but he apparently does have to appear in court. And he was asked about that quite a bit. He tried to sort of avoid it and then sort of fronted it. And then uh, every other player was asked about it because they voted Zerev on the ATP players board. Wow. <laughs> Unbeknownst <laughs> to them at the time. Interesting. So Cam Norrie, I'm just looking at the TAB uh, because that's, that's a good place to go and find a draw. Um, he's at 385 against Zverev at $1.25. Um, that's a little bit too far apart for me. Yeah, one's 19th seed, but that doesn't mean much. That's uh, Norrie and 6th seed to uh, Zverev. Yeah, it, the thing is that uh, Norrie has never really done that well here at the Australian Open. He won his previous match against Casper uh, Ruud in four sets, a very dramatic long match. And um, it was one of those things you didn't really feel that Norrie was going to win it, but he came through and uh, Ruud sort of went a bit tentative. Ruud, the better player, who'd made three Grand Slam finals. And so Cam Norrie actually played one of the best matches. Uh, Zerev's in pretty good form. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised at that. I would have made it a bit closer between the two of them because um, I think Norrie will, would have gained confidence from his win over Rude that he came back from uh, one all. Uh, he dropped one set and then actually roared back into it and did quite well. Uh, Zerev's done uh, pretty good throughout the tournament as well. Yeah, I, I think that should definitely be a bit closer. Um, everyone's talking about Alcaraz Djokovic final, and <clears throat> I guess uh, in order of favouritism, that that's the likely final. Which which of the players that still remain, fourth round quarters, all that sort of thing, could upset the apple cart for one of those two? That final was not assured at all, mm. uh, for my liking, because you've got Djokovic against Taylor Fritz in the quarterfinals. Okay, Djokovic should win that. He hasn't been in the greatest form albeit his last match he won that fairly easily against Manorino, who was stuffed. But he dropped a couple of sets early on. He looked completely pale like a ghost. He was killed over a few times. He is not well. Don't mention that it could be COVID because he's not vaccinated, like someone in the crowd did. Oh, oh boy. Is that um, what that yeah. little slinging match was about? Um, that was one of the earlier ones. There's been quite a few. The thing is with Djokovic, he reacts to everything. If you yelled out, boo, Djokovic, he'd yell back at you. <laughs> if you clapped against him, he'd, he'd take it as an offense. That's the problem. It's like, dude, chill out. He, In many ways, he uses it to play better. But in other ways, it's like, it doesn't matter. Imagine if he was playing NRL or imagine if he was playing EPL and you're playing for Man United against Man City mm. or anything like that. You know, the, the amount of abuse that you get, know, I'm not saying it's good, but it's it's nothing in tennis. It really isn't. When's, yeah, so what? You know, someone's going for the other person because you're thrashing them. You know, people go for the underdog. So I think uh, Djokovic should beat Fritz and make it through the semifinals. But who he'll play then? Well, Yannick Sinner, who hasn't dropped a set, he takes on uh, Rublev uh, in the other quarterfinal. So that's going to be a good match. Then at the bottom half of the draw, where they're still in the fourth round, Alcaraz uh, against uh, uh, Um Yeah, Alcaraz should go through that. But then we've also got Medvedev down there as well. And Medvedev 
albeit that sometimes you think he should lose, he thinks he's going to lose, and then he wins. That's the sort of person he is. <laughs> uh, woman's side of the draw, is Sabalenka and Goff on opposite sides of the draw? No, no, that's the thing. It's, in uh, theory, that's the semifinal, and that is the final in the semifinal. Do you get what I mean? The, yes, the, I do. The two of them are so far ahead of everybody else when it comes to how well they're playing. That there's them, and then there's no one. You know, the top half of the draw is virtually devoid of seeds of any account because, of course, we had a Svantec beaten. We do have in the fourth round today, like I mentioned, Azarenka, former champ, Svitolina, who obviously played well in Auckland. Uh, we Then we look for a next seed, and we've got uh, Paolini, the 26th seed from Italy. Yeah, not much to her. Literally, she's tiny. Uh, we've got Zhang from uh, China, 12th seed. Yeah, steady, but not great. So, effectively... I think the best players out of the top half are Azarenka and Svitolina, and they could meet in the quarterfinals. Mm, interesting stuff. And Erin Routliff um, is doing well. Uh, obviously, she has won a major double title. I think the fourth seed in this. What have you made of her uh, early performances in the women's doubles? Well, through to the quarterfinals, and considering that Erin had never won a match yet before, it's actually <laughs> quite good. Um, they took on a... Chinese pair yesterday on Margaret Court Arena, which was quite nice to get on the big court, uh, where I said to her and afterwards, I said, you guys had targets on you. Those Chinese were just trying to basically drill you off the court. And uh, she said, yeah, they um, were known for that. But they came through in the end and got it in three, so into the quarterfinals. And uh, considering that they won the US Open, and now they're into the quarterfinals here. The funny thing is the way that uh, Aaron Routliff and Gabby Dabrowski play is that Quite often they look as though they're going to lose, yet yeah. they somehow win. And I don't know if they're completely sure either. I think they feel confident in their own ability. But at times you just watch them and they go, there's no way they can win this. And then somehow at the end they get the last point. You're thinking, how did they do that? Mm. It's, um, it's kind of good if they can win like that. But, I mean, good on them for making the quarterfinals here uh, and you know, playing on the big court. And uh, I'm not sure. We don't actually know who they're going to play yet because that match hasn't been decided. But, yeah, it's great for Erin Routliff now. She's number nine in the world, which is kind of cool. That's I mean, considering that a couple of years ago, she was really struggling. And, in fact, I think it was four years ago, she was took a little bit of a break because things just weren't happening, and she was going to give up the sport. Yeah, I think I heard her say she went and worked in a tanning studio or something like that on yeah. the reception. Yeah. And then she said, oh, I'll give tennis one more go. Bang. US Open Finals. Finally, David, you, you've been there many times and one of the hallmarks of the Australian Open is they change it up every year and it's very fan-centric, which is just brilliant. What What's some noticeable changes uh, for the fans that you've noticed this year? Well, they've actually got the venue all sorted out in the sense of this is where the kids' area is, this is where the food area is, this is where the other entertainment is. It, it's now really well set out. In the past, you know, it's been good, but this time, uh, this is my 25th year here, it's very well set out. You walk in, you know that if you walk along the riverside, they've got this uh, this massive jungle gym type thing where you rope yourself around as the kids, and then they've got a water slide thing and everything else. It's like, you know, if I was a kid who, whether I like tennis or not, I just want to stay around there, stuff the tennis. It's fantastic. It's, it's really great. So you can bring the kids here. You can have one parent, I guess, hang out there or, or whatever. And then you can go and uh, get a drink if you want, you know, if you're the parents. And uh, there's some great courts. They have put a bar, I, I guess, like, was it Live Golf that they had on one of the holes, a sort of bar at the end of the hole? Well, here they've got a bar over court six. Minor technicality, 
you can still get bogans at tennis. <laughs> They'd have to be quite select. What play? They you wouldn't want put, well, Djokovic would never play on court six, but you would you wouldn't want to get a testy type of tennis player and put them on court six. Well, they've generally been putting uh, they put a couple of early singles. I mean, it's a it's a smaller court uh, outside court. But there's been some doubles matches. And in fact, uh, I think Mike Venus and uh, Marcus Daniel both played on there at different times. And yeah, when it gets feisty, it gets feisty on that court. The problem is one of the earlier days, it was it was warm, you know, maybe 25. And about 4 p.m., yeah, it gets, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you can imagine it's sort of like um, the security were having to mention that perhaps uh, you might want to quieten down a little bit and not make so many comments about people's parentage. Yes, fair enough, fair enough. Wurzel, uh, always good to chat. We'll catch up with you before the weekend, though, my friend. Uh, enjoy no your next week in Melbourne. No worries. Cheers, mate. There is Dave Worsley, a uh, wonderful tennis comms man, uh, commentator, journalist, broadcaster. He works for a number of outfits while he while he's over there, and it's very good for him to step outside and uh, just have a little bit of a, a chin wag uh, to us about the Australian Open tennis. Um, gosh, I've got a few text messages I want to get through. I'll do it now. Uh, Chiefs will win easy. This is back to the Super Rugby. Uh, Damien will be World Player of the Year. Razor Coach of the Year. Who's playing 13 for me? Move Geordie out one and move Dave Havili out one. He's got the most complete skill set. So Geordie out one to 13 and Havili out one. Well, Havili's been playing 12-13. I think... Anton Leonard Brown's got a role to play this year's All Blacks for me. Um, Chiefs will win it easy. Oh, I've just read that one. Why is that? Oh, I see what I've done there. I just turned on. I'm not sure if you covered it, but how good was Kazuma Kabori winning his first pro event last night? And in the amateurs, Mitch Kale fourth and Zach Swanswick. Swanswick uh, seventh in the Australian Amateur Champions. Uh, yes, Chris, golf's on high. That's great. Uh, yes, Kenny. I bet it's a matter. Oh, sorry. Kenny. I bet you are a master at igniting the Christmas dinner conversations, then sitting there smugly doing origami with your serviette as the room burns down. <laughs> yeah. Steph and Sam, I can't wait to crush the Crusaders and the Chiefs. It's coming big time. That's Ken of the Blues. And any updates on Sean at the Warriors? Last I heard was just Moonboot. Any, uh, no update from Sammy. And to Kenny from the South, from Ken, it's finished, my friend. Let the big boys move in now. Cheers from Ken, who's a well-known Blues supporter. You look like you're poised, ready to do something, Sam, and I'm not quite sure what it is. Not quite sure what it is. Uh, Flexi Golf, I'm going to look that one up. Staffy, my Detroit Lions made it to the next round thanks to Joey Bell, American friend we met. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, They were 3-1-3 and Detroit, and I started supporting them. Ed. Uh, and I suppose, oh, and we're off to Ellerslie after work Saturday. Me and Cuzzy, what's your best bet? Ed Tolligabate, let me do some work on it. Ed, let me do some work on it. Let's find out. Let's make our news. Now, we'll find out what's making news.